I can't help it that I look good, smell good, woo, can't dance all night long. Uh, you've been talking to the apes and the giraffes and chimpanzees again, haven't you? Yes, I'm excited! Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Good evening. Fast Freddy here coming to you live from the Youngstown studio in downtown Youngstown. And today is our big uh, fishing extravaganza because we are getting you ready for the annual Fish and Field Report uh, outdoor show and sale. That's going to be at the Great Expo building out at the Canfield Fairgrounds. Boy, what a facility they got. Boy, it's all finished, too. It's nice. And our, our guest with us today, uh, this is my son, Tyler Woke. Uh, next to Tyler, we got my buddy Sammy Capelli, National Walleye Champion. We've got Rick Henniger, uh, publisher, editor of Fish and Field Report, and a great outdoorsman, and a turkey hunter, and a crappie fisherman. And also with us, we have uh, Bass Pro Destin, Demar uh, Destin Demarion. And uh, we are here to talk about fishing, and we're here to get everybody ready for the big, uh, big show this weekend. So, Rick, let's start with you and uh, tell us what we can expect from the show this year, because it's going to be a big one. It's the biggest one yet, it, uh, and I sincerely mean that. It's big. They've got the building all complete. I mean, uh, everything's done, and uh, uh, we're, we're, we're excited, and we've got more exhibitors than we've ever had. Uh, we got a lot of pros going to be there. It's going to be doing a lot of sem – got two seminar stages going on. It's going to be great. Uh, i got some real stars coming in this year, and uh, we got a lot of – name brand products at a, at a discount price and you know that fred right definitely. right we got all the boat guys right we got yeah, we boat got guys coming in we got charter boat captains we got people with tackle we got people with uh uh and it's, and it's just not fishing either it's hunting and fishing now, i got more i got more hunting stuff than i ever had this year we got a lot of stuff going on with the hunting world and uh we got some real pros that's going to be out there that you can see uh during the seminars but you can also talk to them up front and then color right right at the booth and that's one thing i like about sam he's approachable a lot of these guys you know yeah like tyler you know a lot of his guys that guy. do yeah. what he does they go do their seminar and you don't see them but not sam he don't run and hide he stays there and talks oh, to no, I, I hear you so and that's uh, great to so, have that. so sam is uh is a national walleye champion uh so tell us a little bit about your career here so far sam i mean you got some impressive stuff going on yeah, I had a pretty good career so far. I've been doing this a long time, probably 25 years. Um, started off in the Inland Lakes just fishing, you know, small tournaments, club tournaments, and then uh, started moving up to, like, the Cabela's Masters and things like that, National Walleye Tour. Uh, 17, we we won the national championship um, out of Lorraine, Ohio. And um, last year I had a pretty big year. We won a Masters, um, the first one of the year in Spring Valley. Should have won our second one, but we had a dead fish penalty that – that cost us first place and oh, uh, man. but we did win team of the year for cabela's last year so that was a pretty pretty big uh, pretty big deal you know so when did home. your fishing career start where what was the lake that you first started fishing on when you were young and how did you progress uh i started fishing mosquito lake and uh sending rick pictures he put my yeah, picture in he was a kid i guess field report he'd have a stringer full of big walleyes this kid about 10 12 years old you know <laughs> big walleyes <laughs> so then then i started fishing some tournaments and uh i won a boat early on in my career and then uh we i won uh, a lund uh my son and i won a, a boat in uh 2014 we won a regional tournament won a little lund boat and then um just started progressing i mean fishing these inland lake tournaments when you're paying entry fees 
um, you know, you're, you're, you learn real quick when it's costing you money, you know? <laughs> right, and, right, and, right. Uh, so I, I just like the challenge of, you know, I love fishing, but I, I love being on the water, but I like the challenge of going out there and competing and try to, try to win. And, you know, like I tell everybody, I, I don't fish against, you know, the other teams or the other guys. I try to fish against the fish. If I could beat the fish, then I'll win the tournament or do good. That's a good way to look at it. Destin, how about you? What, how, you know, uh, tell us a little bit about your career so far and uh, tell us how you got started as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just across the border. I was, um, I grew up in Grove city, Pennsylvania. So same area, but, uh, now my wife and I, and my, my daughter, we live up on Lake Erie. We're on the South shore. Um, we live in Harbor Creek, but I started fishing. Uh, I, I played football up here at Gannon and my senior year, I was able to do college fishing. I started a club up here with my, my good friend and we did one college tournament. Then I started fishing as a co-angler, like as an amateur learning from a lot of pros and, and getting to travel and, and compete as well. And just progressed up through there, fished local tournaments as well. Um, when I had a little tin boat, uh, just like Tyler with his bass tracker, I had a little Grumman tin boat. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of really good fisheries around here. We got Pimatuming, we got, um, you know, Conneaut's a good fishery over you guys. You got Mosquito, uh, there's a lot of other lakes. Just around here, you can kind of hone your skills. Shenango, I forgot Shenango, but Erie is my favorite. I've, I've had a guide business up here for you know, almost 10 years and uh, do smallmouth charters. And, and I fished the Elite Series. I, I made the Elites in 2019. Uh, fished a couple of years there, had a couple top tens. Um, and Tyler and I just had a, a very good team tournament at uh, Harris Chain down in Florida here in December which, uh, which is fun. I like the team stuff. Tyler's a great partner. We mesh well together. We listen to each other and there's no, there's no egos in the boat. So I think I'll tell you. we were just talking about that. Uh, me and Sammy in the parking lot, it's hard to find a good partner that you could roll with and know know what's going on. How long have you been with your uh, team partner, Sammy? Uh, well, I, when I fished the national walleye tour, I fished as a pro and they, they just give me a code. Gotcha. Um, but Anthony Naples and I fished uh, tournaments, you know, team events together for the last yeah. few years. And yep. uh, we're going to fish a couple this year. But, you know, when you sign up for the National Walleye Tour, it's 2000 bucks a tournament for entry. Oh, yeah. And you got a couple thousand in traveling expenses and you're fishing against the best of the best. So you got to dedicate all your time and, you know, and really fish hard. Um, what I found over the years, I try to fish too, too many tournaments and you get burned out about midseason. I just, so that's why I try to just fish the big stuff from now on. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell good. you the tournament that Ty and uh, Destin. Yeah, they did good. I'll let tell you what. Let me this go. was okay. Hey, okay. Tyler, <laughs> right, right. I've known Tyler since he was knee hider grasshopper, right, Fred? Right. And we we went fishing when he was real little, and he's always had a knack. I mean, you know, there's little kids that could catch fish, then there's <laughs> kids that could catch fish, and he could always do it. And here this year, him and Justin was in a big, big, big tournament down in, what, Florida, wasn't it? Yeah, Leesburg, Florida. They come within a couple ounces of winning, what, 50 grand? 30. 30 yeah. grand. And, 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 and moving on to another five. another tournament, too. Yeah. yeah that's classic. Classic. Hey, I'll tell you what. Yeah. They, they did excellent. They, and then, Tyler, you did good. You did good. I, you know, we did. expect Dustin that, you know, we, we expect <laughs> Dustin. You know? But you did good, Tyler. And you know what? You know, for, for Destin, it was crazy because 
he, you know, he really did his homework on these lakes and these guys ended up fishing, not knowing whoever or whatever, but, but by the homework and the, and the research and everything, they were fishing within a hundred yards of the guys that won it. And that was their home lake. Wow. Could you They're believe that? Lake. And yeah, guys it, was, it, was because, it was because of the homework and the research that went in beforehand and, and they got on them. And I'll tell you what, the, it was really exciting with the weigh in. I was on pins and needles, you know, they were in it right <laughs> till the end. And it, it, here's a crazy one right at the end. You can tell them this story, Tyler, Tyler broke off like a seven pounder seven that would really fish. put them over the top. Tell them what happened here because this is incredible. Yeah. Day one. It was about halfway through me and Destin were thinking, man, maybe we should make a move, try something else, try to upgrade a fish or two. And we were just like, let's give this another half hour and see what happens. About two minutes after we said that I hooked one that was like, just tick under seven. It was a six something. And this was day one of the tournament. He came up, jump, made a hard surge, broke me off like nothing. And Next day comes and we're fishing the same area and Destin pulls off another pretty big fish at the end of the day. And day three of the tournament rolls around and Aaron, the kid that ended up going on and winning and will be fishing the Bassmaster Classic, sent me a message on Instagram and he said, you're never going to believe this. And then I just get a picture and he's holding this giant with my hook broke off in his mouth. But, <laughs> but if there was one guy I wanted to catch it, it was Aaron. So... Mm -hmm. He, uh, right. he definitely deserves it. He's going to be the youngest, uh, youngest He's the youngest, youngest, yes, youngest, yes, uh, yes. youngest kid to ever fish the Bassmaster Classic. Well, that ought to be exciting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me and what. him actually uh, became pretty good friends over it. And it's just another kid that uh, he just trusts his electronics just how I do and just how Destin does and Sammy. And it's just in this day and age in fishing, if you just get good with these electronics, man, you can really break down places fast yeah, I, and I'm figure gonna, it out. I, I gotta say that you, you, you and him make a good team, and then you both, you know, you you both you both feed off each other. And, and and from what I know of you, and I know very little of him, you guys seem to gel very, yeah, very good together. And, uh, and that's what it takes to be a it's, team. Destin's a good power fisherman, and I'm super good at finesse fishing too. So it's mainly most. Most of the time, we're covered on all bases. Well, I'm just happy so. you guys fish, fish for bass and not walleye. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you I don't know, know about that. I don't, I don't think we'd be that good at that yeah. walleye. I we, think that's definitely Drop shotting uh, in 50 feet of water for him is about all we could do for him. I was, well, I was out there two days ago looking at him on, yeah. in 35-degree hey, water and trying to catch him on uh, on my live scope. <laughs> yeah. And how about that big one you got that straightened your hook? This is how close these guys were in on this, yeah. man. I mean, tell them about the one that just straightened your hook. Yeah, so earlier in the day, we got on a little flurry with a crankbait. We switched up, and I caught one about four pounds really quick. And I uh, Tyler caught one like four and a half. And then I caught one like five and a half or so. And then right after that, boom, I lose one. Like, dang it. What the heck? And I felt my hook and I just picked it up out of the, out of the rod locker. Cause I'd thrown it a little bit the day before, but they just weren't on it good. And I saw in the distance, I saw like, dang, they just caught another one. Like what? And I saw him cranking. I was like, yep, we got to crank. I mean, we cranked in practice. We knew it was going to be, you know, a viable thing to do. And Sure thing. Right when we picked it up, we started catching them. But right after that, I checked my hook. You know, it, I, it had either bent the point down or something had happened. It was just like, uh, you know, on the stock hook. And I changed the hook 
and I actually had a, another one so big, I brought about halfway back to the boat. I mean, this thing was dogging me, like literally had had the rod bent in half and just I'm thumbing the spool because otherwise it's going to break the line. It's pulling so hard. And it got, got about halfway back and literally bent the hook straight out. I mean, yeah. this, this thing had such weight to it. I mean, we, we knew we were fishing around seven to 10 pound fish. And I mean, I, I know that was at least a, you know, eight to 10 pound fish. I mean, we, we, we lost a couple really, yeah, really big We fish. hooked several fish over seven pounds that tournament. We just couldn't yeah. execute the bite. <laughs> you know, when you fish here in Ohio, in Ohio, Pennsylvania, yeah. you got to admit that, uh, you know, you get a, a six pounder around here and you're like, <laughs> all right, you know, the occasional seven pounder. But when you're breaking off seven pounders, you got nine pounders straight in your hook. That's an entirely different. The crappies there, Rick, you would love the crappies oh, there. I hear Two pound oh, crappies, yeah, man. These things are yeah. just massive. <laughs> yeah, well, we actually found those fish in practice. I was like, ah, maybe these are just. Well, they call them specks in Florida, crabbies. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, maybe some of these are crabby. There's just too many fish here. Sure enough, they were pretty much all bass. I mean, we saw them everywhere. I saw shadows on my side imaging. I said, this, these are bass. And it took two casts, and Tyler and I had a four and a five to know. I told him this is where we're <laughs> going to win a tournament. I said, we're going to win the tournament here. That was the first day of practice. I said, we got to execute, but we definitely can win the tournament right here. Wow. Yeah, that's great. So now for the average person now, you know, because I know we got guy. Oh, well, Tyler, let's, let, let's have a little bit about your background. How did you get into fishing and who are some of the people that helped you out? And, you know, what, what's the trick, you know, with all you guys, we got to ask you because people see Sammy, they see Tyler, they see Destin, they see these big fish and, and they go like, how do you guys do that? So, well, let's first start with Tyler's story, and then we'll talk about, like, how, how are we going to get these big ones, and what does it really take? You know, I just started out. I got a John boat when I graduated high school and did some bass fishing on some electric-only lakes and got good at those at shallow fishing. And then I got uh, a couple of years ago at the show, I got hooked up with North Star Power, and I got into a tracker. Uh, did some modifications of that, got some good electronics on it, and then just started uh, fishing some local stuff with my buddy Nathan. And we started fishing Mosquito, fished a few tournaments there, and we started fishing deep, which not a lot of guys were doing at the time. And we started seeing some pretty quick success doing that. Well, you shook them guys up yeah, with Mosquito, we, all uh, them old timers out there. Everybody told oh, me that yeah. there was no bass to be caught deep on Mosquito. Yeah, you had but, them uh, guys shook up. Me and me and Nathan figured that out pretty quick that that wasn't true, but then we just uh, figured that out pretty good. And then through working in baseball, got connected with Destin, and then me and him just started fishing a little bit together. And through all these local tournaments, uh, just a lot of years now, been fishing now for four or five years in tournaments. So. That's good. You know, nothing compared to Sammy's twenty-five years, but <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, well, you got to start five, somewhere. Man. Five years feels like thirty <laughs> at this point. For a, it seems like I've done everything and been through it all. Yeah. So, but you know, Rick, you were talking about when Tyler was little. How about it was like me, you, Bruce Nodal, I think Jolly Wally, yeah. all these big outdoor guys, and we were on a perch perch fishing yeah. back in the day he was and, and, and you know what and tyler was about five years old he catch and tyler food, caught he? the biggest fish oh, on yeah. the boat 
Oh, and then remember, you took him out to a walleye thing, and then he got that big check for big as sheep. Yeah, for the sheep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that, that, that was it. You can keep a sheep piece, Tyler. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I made sure that him and Destin bought dinner down in Florida. Oh, though, yeah. You know? yeah. I, I made sure. Yeah, I went, we I we can pick he, up the bill hey, down hey, there. He, he, didn't I was a little, he, was getting that. he got a $250 check for catching the biggest sheep. Yeah. I, I've never That's gotten awesome. paid from a sheep set again since then. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, that, that tournament that those guys fished in, in Leesburg, yeah, it, it was really something. That's I good. mean, it, it was a big time, and these guys just really looked great, and they did uh, just such a fantastic two, job. Uh, two teams from Western PA in the top mm-hmm. top four. Yeah? yeah they, Who was uh, the other yeah. one? Uh, RJ Graham and his Blaine uh, partner, Bartley. Blaine Bartley, uh, yeah. finished second, actually. Wow. So, mm-hmm. two, you know yeah. The, the, you know them? Yeah, we know RJ and those yes, guys. Yeah, you know them guys? Don't hear me. Yeah, he said yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we know. Hey, Joe, we're going to need you to come in here for a second. I got to see our producer, Joe Danier, for a second. All right. So, anyways, um, oh, what, 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 what were you, you know, uh, Tyler forgets all the good stuff, though, when he was yeah, little. Yeah. And you, you know what we used to like to do a lot? We, you know what, and this is, I think, if you're teaching kids how to fish, um, oh, you know what, and, and if he can't get it, give him our phone number and help call him. So, you know what, the, the thing is, when you're teaching kids to fish, you got to take them where they catch fish. You got to catch that them. That is the number one rule. So big many fish guys, for big people, little fish for little some, people. Some they don't guys, care about species. <laughs> no. And they don't care about size you, either. You want to get one on the hook and you want to reel it in. You want to see the bobber go down. But we used to go out to uh, Pima Tooming on the uh, on the outskirts of the carp pond. Oh yeah, and we would we would catch them in there. Yeah. and and boy, I tell you, Tyler would get them big carp. And, yeah, you know, and it was uh, his, so I think that's when he started liking to catch those big fish. Yeah, it's fun catching them carp. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of fun yeah. to it. So let's start with uh, Sammy. Sammy, what what are a couple of uh, good tricks for walleye fishermen and uh, some things for, uh, you know, that may be mistakes, common mistakes that people make? Or how do you catch some walleye, you know, uh, or how do you improve your game? What are some of the easiest ways for the average guy to kick up their game? Give them a a little bit of something you might tell them this weekend, a little trick that you told me you were going to tell them. I think I think uh, a lot with walleye fishing is uh, you know people fish too deep. Uh, most of my most of my fishing I do, especially like on Pomatuni, Mosquito, Milton, Berlin, all these inland lakes, I'm less than five feet of water. Um, you know, and growing up, I was you know my dad, my grandfather told me walleye are sensitive to light; they're cold water fish. Well, after several years, I found out that wasn't true. <laughs> so right. I wasted a lot of time out in the deeper water. Um, and, uh, but you know, just spending time on the water is, is the biggest thing and, and, uh, getting to know your electronics, you know, we, we joke around fishing against all these young kids, um, you know, that played video games and stuff and we call them gamers. Well, now they're using that video gaming that they played on electronics and they're so good. I mean, he's yeah one of the best on electronics <laughs> and 
And that's why I think, man, they spent all these years playing video games. Mm -hmm. So we call these young kids gamers, you know, and they're kicking our butts on a national walleye tour. Hey, I'll tell you, uh, this is another thing. You know, Tyler is a coach in the uh, uh, student fishing league that they have out there. And Tyler takes a couple of guys out. And uh, I think he had, what, Angler of the Year? Rowan Rowan Kelly, Angler of the Year. Angler of the Year. And then uh, another one of his guys won his uh, age age group. But uh, I think that's the thing, you know. I mean, it, it's amazing on how it's growing now. I think when they started that that fishing league for the kids, it, it started out, I think, with like eight kids and three boats or something. And now it's what up to like 150 kids are involved yeah. in that. Yeah, they're, uh, they're a little bit worried that they might not have enough boaters for how many kids are wanting to get involved now, which uh-huh. is awesome. It's kids from all over the state of Ohio are getting involved now, too. And I know over in Pennsylvania, too, Destin, they have a, a league over there. Hey, we got another guy on now. All right. We got John Gribble coming in here, huh? John Gribble joining the conversation with us. Captain John, how you doing, man? Hey, guys. Yeah, sorry, a little technical difficulties going on here. Nah, we're good to go. You're you're coming in loud and clear. Yeah, we you see look it right good. there. You're looking good. So uh, you're also going to be a part of the uh, big hunting and fishing show coming up this weekend uh, with DB Charters. And, uh, you know, John's another walleye guy here. So uh, tell us a little bit about DB Charters, and we got something special going that on we're going to be giving away special, this weekend yeah. at the show. So let's start a little bit about DB Charters, and we'll talk a little bit about Lake Erie and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, you know, John Gribble with DB Sport Fishing Charters. Uh, you know, we've been uh, running trips out of Geneva on a lake ever since my dad started the business back in the 1990s. And, you know, I, I took over back in 2001. We got a great crew of guys working for me. Uh, you know, Captain Zach, Mike, uh, Benny, Anthony, uh, you know, all these guys, they, you know, been around. Everybody knows them, sees them on the water. Uh, they work with pretty much everybody out there and uh yeah always looking forward to rick's show uh this weekend down at uh, the canfield fairgrounds and yeah we're going to be doing some different things uh uh at the show uh, we got our uh, little cornhole board game that we like to bring down there and get everybody yeah. involved in so it's a cool little get up that we do uh you know we're going to give away uh two two different packages of trips this this weekend uh you know so it's for Five bucks gets you four cornhole bags. Uh, all you got to do is get two in the hole for a chance to win a trip. And what we're doing is we're giving away first place prize is going to be uh, three individuals get to go with, uh, obviously, Fast Freddy, uh, Rick Henninger, and uh, our buddy Tom Bishop from Exterminator Tackle. And then we're going to give another trip away for the guys as a little consolation prize. They do their own little trip whenever they feel like it. So uh, definitely, it's going to be a great time down there at the Canfield Show this weekend. So what's the walleye forecast looking like for Lake Erie coming up here starting in the spring? Oh, geez, man. It, uh, you know, we, we just finished our season 2023 out of Cleveland. Actually, I was able to roll it right into the first of the year. Uh, you know, we, we had our big boat down there at Cleveland Harbor doing that fall brawl in and and uh, after the fall brawl, uh, we taken a lot of our clients that maybe not got into it, but wanted to still get another trip out this year, or I should say last year. Uh, <laughs> but you know, the, the walleye fishing is the best I have ever seen, could even imagine. Um, you know, we got uh, uh, our fishery is the is the best that uh, I think. And I know Sammy's in there, Rick's in there. 
we can't even, I mean, go back and, and think, would we ever be here today to see the walleye population this good? Um, you know, I, I've got clients of my father's from back in 1990s and their grandkids now are coming out and fishing with us. And they still remember back at, back in the nineties when it was tough fishing and, yeah. you know, up there on that yeah. full day, eight, nine hours and out there to get a, get maybe 12, 15, 20 on a good day, 24. If you're the pro like Sammy, <laughs> uh, yeah. but now it's common, you know, you're, you're going to best it's ever been. But you want to know what the biggest thing is, is mother nature. She's always got us by the, you know, and when, even when the weather's not the greatest, uh, the walleye, they, they still seem to be on our side because there are very plentiful, very plentiful. All right. Now, Hey, you know, we're, let's, let's go even back a little further. You know, now you and like Dominic, uh, you were some of the early walleye fishermen yeah. when all the walleye fishing was pretty much centered around the Western basin. Why don't right. you talk a little bit about those days and, and, uh, Captain well, Dan Galbencia, well, the Captain Erie Dan Galbencia, I was his first mate. Uh -huh. I was 16 years old working at the Causeway sports shop, helping them put in boats like they used to do. And one day he told me, he says, tell your mom and dad you're going home with me tonight. I said, what are we doing? Never mind. You know how Danny was. Yeah. And I went to Lake Erie the next day. I was 15 years old. And he had a 21-foot Cedar Strip Thompson boat. And we went out there and caught walleyes like you would never believe it. And there was no limit then. You just fill the cooler up. And there was no limit then. <laughs> uh-huh. And it was only about a year or two later after that that they started regulating it. You know, there were, you know, and it was a 10 fish limit. Now it's six fish, which I think is good. You know, but we used to go out and catch 10 fish, you know, for, for the clients, you know, and, and uh, I'm glad. Yeah, that, was the, that was the early, early days of charter fishing. Well, I'm glad it ain't 10 fish now. <clears throat> okay. That's uh -huh. too much. Okay. And, and uh, well, back six, in the, back in the late eighties too, um, I mean, I'm sure Gribble remembers it well, his dad probably. This is probably before his time. But uh late 80s, early 90s, the the limit was 10 too. Yeah. And and the yeah. fishing, the fishing was really, really good back then. Cause I was running, you know, I was working on charter boats in high school and right out of high school. And uh, I mean, we'd go out and catch 60 fish by noon. Yeah. You know, and they were yeah, all they five, were five got, to ten pounds. We got them a lot of years, so. it was easy, and then it started getting oh yeah. You, you and that, and that was back in the day when nobody knew like about putting bay where it was kind of this laid back place. Nobody knew like... about a weight forward spinner bait, <laughs> nobody knew about suspended walleyes, you know. You know, everybody well, when, I, when I started <laughs> yeah, fishing Lake Erie, when I started fishing Lake Erie, we didn't fish, we fished on the bottom, we'd go out to the reefs. And we throw a weight forward spare bait, but we always kept it within a foot of the bottom. You know, we didn't we didn't know about the suspended fish back then, back in the 70s, late 70s. Isn't that crazy or, how I fishing mean, evolves 60s. like that? You know, and it's still going. But we and, still don't know to this day who invented the suspended walleye or who discovered it. You know. Danny used to say they weren't invented yet. Well, he meant they weren't discovered yet, you know. Right, and, uh, right. We don't know who discovered it, but we just knew we started catching walleyes anywhere from the surface down to the bottom. You can catch them a foot below the surface. 
That's interesting. Now, what about the Lake Erie perch? Everywhere I go, people say, what's the story on perch? It ain't like it used to be. What is the story? What's the current situation with perch on Lake Erie? I would like to know. I wish I knew the mystery. The Division of Wildlife wishes they knew the mystery. John, what do you hear? Uh, It's, I mean, the the same thing, Rick. The Division of Wildlife, they're doing all their research and all the studying that they they got going on they got a lot of people behind that you know i i wish I meetings but I, we we all we really uh what really is going on that's our bread and butter fish on lake erie i know it was a bread and butter <laughs> fish simply because anybody could go right you could go out the, up there in a 16 foot boat and go up there in ashley Buell and go anchor off the wall and catch a limit of perch on a lot of days right no right. more well, no, a lot of those guys are fishing for walleye too. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. well you know what? Yeah, you know what? Though? That's uh, right. thank God for yeah, the walleye. Yeah, yeah, but that—that's a good thing too. You know, I mean, thank God for they're, the they're, they're fun too. All right, let's uh, take a second here. Let's go back to Destin, and we'll get back to you, John. Uh, you know, Destin. So, for people that are are smallmouth fishermen, which I got to tell you, that's my favorite. It is oh, my man. favorite. To be. You know, and you got the uh, personality for it. You're a small mouth guy. It's my favorite. And, uh, you know, me and Ty have had a lot of success. What are some of your pointers or tips for a beginner uh, to get out there and and, and catch some fish or to improve their game? What would be some of the easy things that you could do if you really want to get into small mouth fishing? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, just, I just want to like piggyback on what John was saying. Like, Lake Erie is probably the one of the best freshwater fisheries in the world. No joke. It is the best. I think it's the best walleye fishery. I think it's right on par with maybe being the best smallmouth fishery. It used to be the best perch fishery. There's still big ones in here. And it's a great steelhead fishery, lake trout. I mean, it is an absolutely incredible fishery all around. But as far as the smallmouths go, I mean, it just sets up perfectly. You know, when, when the, um, when the zebra mussels got in, the quagga mussels, the gobies got in, it all just created like a perfect storm. And I think it helped all of the fish in the sense of it cleared the water up because it was typically a dirtier fishery. So the sight feeders are thriving. A smallmouth is a very, very visual fish. It's a sight feeder. So the more that it can move around, roam around, the more it's going to eat. It's going to eat everything in its sight. And it doesn't have to go very far anymore because gobies basically carpet the whole bottom. You've got smelt, you've got owlwives, you've got shad, you've got perch, you've got everything that you need for a really good fishery, including good spawning bays. Like here we have Presque Isle, um, great place to fish in the spring. The fish migrate in there for protected waters to spawn. So if you're looking for a good place to fish in the springtime, Presque Isle is, is primo. Uh, a lot of other harbors in Ohio, um, you know, in New York, in Buffalo, you got the harbors and the river. Uh, you know, the fish are trying to get places where they're going to ultimately be able to be protected from those north winds that we get, you know, in cold cold conditions. And I mean, really just looking for those kind of areas and where they're going to filter in, that's going to be some key uh, ways to really connect with those big smallmouths in the spring. And you know, walleye are similar. They're, they're, they're navigating their way to the rivers. You know, they're going to um, spawn in a lot of those rivers around. They're going to be around those mouths of rivers and stuff on the lake. But, um, you know, the smallmouth fishing is 
is absolutely incredible here. I, I'm, I'm, we're really fortunate and very blessed. I agree with Lake Erie. That is one of my favorite places. You know, that has got to be, and I'm surprised more people don't take advantage of Lake Erie. You know, yes. everybody wants to talk about, oh, I want to go to the beach in Florida and stuff. You know, you go to the beach in Conneaut. I mean, there, there's it, a lot going awesome. on up there. Oh, yeah. I, you know, here a couple of years ago, I went up there and, and, and uh, Jaybird was cleaning fish up there, you know. And I caught a bunch of crappies at Mesquite, and I didn't feel like cleaning them. So I figured I'll take them up to Snug Harbor, and Jaybird will clean them. So I went up there, and he told me, he says, while I'm cleaning this fish, grab my pool over there in the corner and go down in the harbor and take that jig that's on there and start casting it. I said, yeah, what am I going to catch? She's going to catch rock bass. <laughs> I went down there, and I caught some of the biggest rock bass you've ever seen in the world. On a little j tiny jig, with a couple maggots on it, and it it was fun. It, it was fun. Oh, I know. And they're good eating. Oh, they are. They're one of the better eating fish, and I think people oh, don't realize that. Eating fish. Now, see, yeah. when you were still allowed to to fish in the marina at Geneva on the lake, that's yeah. another place that yeah. Tyler got started. But once again, too, that was a place where it's easy for kids. But you would. In one day, we would get oh, rock bass. We would get a smallmouth. We'd get a largemouth. We'd yeah, get a catfish. Crappie. We'd get crappie. a crappie. We'd get a steelhead. It was just like everything was in there. You never knew what you were going to get next. And I just think for recreational purposes, I mean, Ashtabula's nice. Geneva's nice. Connie out of Lake Erie is the greatest fishery in North America. It's uh, pretty underrated for lake trout, too. Very I got to say yeah. that we uh, came to find out the last few years. Well, it's fishing in Presque Isle. The federal government started stocking them in Lake Erie. Yeah, and they're thriving and in they're Lake Erie right well. now. And they're yeah. reproducing very, very well. They're getting People very these big. big trips to Minnesota, Canada, upstate New York, the Adirondacks and stuff. There's, lake trout. there's the best lake trout fishing is right down the road. Yep. World class. Lake Erie is the greatest fishery in North America. It is. And, and we're not even talking about just our inland lakes around here. You know, yeah. who doesn't like Shenango, Pimatooming, Mosquito? Well, you know, Justin will tell you this. He'll tell you this. You go up there and catch some of the biggest doggone bluegills in the world up there at Presque Isle Bay out there where he's oh, yeah. yeah, the fishing. I, I didn't mention that. Yeah, the pan fishing is incredible. I mean, the largemouth fishing in the harbors all around the lake is really, really good. I mean, you don't have the eight and 10 pounders, but I mean, you got a lot of three, four pound fish and large mounts, you know, in, in these harbors and stuff in Lake Erie. I know some guys that go up there bluegill fishing, you yeah, know, when they're on the beds and they do good. Now, Captain John, what about the uh, lack of ice on Lake Erie, you know, lately? What, is, is that having any sort of impact or will that have any impact on fishing in Lake Erie? It, it, or, or is it just, is it one of those things that doesn't matter? Well, there's going to be a lot of mixed reviews in regards to the ice and the impact of what it does and whatnot. Uh, you know, I've, I used to run one of the biggest ice fishing, you know, uh, businesses there was uh, back in 2014 uh, when we lost our ice. And I think, oh, what was that? 2017, I think was the last real big run that we had uh, early 2017. I think it was like January or February when we were done. But uh, yeah, obviously, taking a lot of them big females out, uh, you know, uh, the, the reproduction of them, uh, 
I don't think it's it's we're losing a lot of them uh, because you you really don't have if you take in consideration the math of six to eight anglers on a boat, even on the small boats, uh, you know, three anglers per trip, taking their quota, six walleye per person. Um, there's a lot more boats on the water in the summer months than there is in the in the ice months or guys on foot, machine, whatever you want to do. Um, so I'm not the guy that's going to be against the ice fishing or thinking it's doing a lot to hurt the walleye population. I, I just think it's a, it's definitely an extreme sport. Uh, Rick Henninger, you've been on that ice with me on one of the biggest ice breaks there ever was. Oh uh, yeah. You got to tell us about oh, this. Oh yeah. yeah. I was with John. We was there. Yeah. My dad. Let me tell you what, I'm going to tell you the importance of going with somebody that knows what they're doing. Okay. Now, Wally and I went with John that day and we heard it might get a little bit of a south wind well we th figured it was going to come much later than it did we went out <laughs> with john and a couple of his charter boat captain guys that work for him and we went out there and this is the god's truth we caught 32 walleyes in less than 45 minutes yeah, and at the time the last one that's come a on fishing the, minute ice fishing and they were big too they were five ten pounders then we heard the ice broke. The wind blew. We had a big, big thing we had to get across. Now I'm looking at John and I'm saying, John, don't worry about it. <laughs> well, he got friends up there. And he called a couple guys and they said, just head east. We got on them snowmobiles and we took off east. And about an hour and a half later, we came to where the crack come back together again. <laughs> huh, John? Uh, yep. <laughs> and they threw, his buddy come down there, his buddy's dad come down there and threw some sheets of plywood across the crack. And there we went across the crack and come back up the lake and and uh, we so, had a story. To so tell. were you a little nervous? You darn right I was nervous. <laughs> that was going through your mind. That's the reason you go with an ice guy. Yeah. If we if I'd have been by myself, I'd have I'd have really I'd have really shit. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. You know? We're we're on broadcast. Okay, I, I, I really, but George said, "Don't worry about it." And we went, and, and it was something to talk about. <laughs> Plus, we had two coolers full that you couldn't even put the tops down on them. Them fish were all five to ten pounds. Yeah, that was my question. Now we had that ice break up here a couple weeks ago yeah. right, at Port Clinton, and my question is: Do you, if you have to be rescued, do you stay there and fish until they rescue you, or do you just kind of sit there like, oh, I don't know? Well, I tell I'm you fishing. what, the Coast Guard won't let you take none of your stuff on the on the helicopter. Oh, really? You gotta leave it on the ice. No kidding. So, so John, rescue. what happens? I they mean, if somebody has a rescue. They're not. They're a rescue. Uh, Form, they're not yeah, a for salvage human. company. Yeah, so, so what cover. happens if you're out there and you're on a snowmobile or something? What happens then? You get yeah. If you watch the news, you'll see that uh, they they made them all leave their their stuff behind, and they had to uh, yeah. hire an airboat company. Uh, or I actually yeah. don't. Know if they were hiring at the time, but just like back in the day, they they called me to go get their stuff off the ice, and you know I, I was never that guy to charge people to to go get them. I mean, you know, if that would be, I, I'd be be asking for the favor back one day or another but yeah uh that's what happened i mean actually they just had that on the news this morning they were showing a another recap and it was funny every person that was stranded on that ice they had a cell phone in their hand video in the coast guard uh, you know, uh I, I can guarantee you that i wouldn't be having my phone in my hand and, and video and number one my wife's gonna kill me anyway she finds out I'm stranded on 
or and uh, I got told this. you not to go out there to begin with. As worried as it is, <laughs> you know what? Judy knew we were on there. She uh -huh. heard it on the news. And yeah. She called me on the phone. She was <laughs> you know I said, I'm already back. I yeah. you know, it was already back. Yeah. Now, fortunately, we had a, a few days of ice fishing here. Tyler's a an excellent ice fisherman, and Tyler, you had for the the brief period of time that we well, had, had ice. Yeah. You great. know what, uh, what? How did you do this year? Well, first ice came and went in the same week as last ice, but it was really good for he the week we had. Four days of it. fishing, and he caught as many fish as anybody did. Yeah, you got a, you got years worth of ice in a week. <laughs> yeah, thirty-eight and a half inch musky. Yeah, 38 and a half inch musky, couple limits of walleyes, three or four limits of crappies. And yeah, they were nice walleyes was, too, boy. They were nice. I even did pretty good out there. Yeah, As, yeah, uh, yeah. I know a lot of people are listening to this going, I don't know why you'd ever go on the ice on Erie, but. As you know, the people that do, there's a reason you get stuck on a crack out there, man. It's it's fun. <laughs> it's yeah, like no Lake, other. You know, Lake Erie's Lake Erie. You yeah. got the pros and cons. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous place it. for it's sure. Really dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. That's why we're fortunate enough to have charter boat association that have licensed charter boat captains to take people fishing. And they'll get you on the lake and they'll get you off. And we haven't had a fatality since, have we, John? Because of drowning or anything since it's because of the, with, with the Lake Erie Charter Captain. Oh, yeah. It's never a, it's happened. a good bunch of people. They're great. Now, getting back to the ice, though, this was real. Do you think we're going to get any more ice this year? Or you think that was it? Like, boom, sorry. I can done. tell you something right now. One year, the same thing happened. And it wasn't too long ago, about five or six yeah, years ago. Yeah, it was about six, six or seven years six ago. It was about the same year. Six or seven years ago, it all went. We said, it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. It came back, and we got another week or so. Oh, that would be nice. Back. You know, we we had, what, seven and a half inches on, on Mosquito. Yeah. Because some people are like, well, of course, first of all, ice is dangerous no matter what. When you that, go out no there. There's no such thing it, as safe ice. Exactly. No such thing. Exactly. And you really do have to go with people that know what they're doing. It's not right. recommended that you sit there and say, hey, uh. Let's grab the kids and go out and drill a hole. No, no, you know, you got to go with people, first of all, that really that know experience. what they're doing. You know, you got to have that experience. But I just think it's crazy that at the beginning of the week, one week ago, one week ago today, we were on the ice seven and a yeah. half it's inches. It's gone now. No, it's not. The, not it's it's gone. gone. We live in Ohio. You know, uh, John, I saw a picture of uh, like ice fishing uh, back in the day on Lake Erie that's been floating around uh, the last couple of days on Facebook and stuff. And there's people out there in cars and stuff. It looks like a city out there. There's One people time. in these old cars. And, oh, and, yeah. and, you know, and there's there's a million people out there, and they're all ice fishing. You know, those days, it seems like they're gone. <clears throat> well, you know, we, we just don't get the ice we used to get. Yeah, I go. remember I remember when we used to get ice, and we had it for two months. At least. And you go up to Minnesota. I mean, a whole city moves out on the ice. My buddy, one of our teammates yeah. that fishes the National Walleye Tour with us, he has the biggest ice fishing industry or business in uh, in Minnesota. And, uh, I mean, he does over a million dollars a year um, ice fishing. Taking he got, people out now. Yeah, he yeah. got like 30 of the ice castles. I mean, they're, they're like log cabins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got TVs in them all over. Some of them are like – Four man or eight you man or twelve up there, man. Up there they got TVs everything. Oh. 
fishing through. Right. That's through not the like what we're doing. I'm glad Tyler's out there. See, you know what? That's one thing when it comes to ice fishing. Tyler is paying me back for all the times I took yeah, him yeah, fishing yeah, and all, yeah. all the poles and everything I bought because he drags that sled out there. Oh yeah. He's, dra- He's drilling dumb. holes left and right, and yeah. and he puts me on the fish. So I'm not complaining too much. No, he know? does. He's a good. He's a good fisherman. Yeah. Yeah. So Rick, tell us a little bit more about the show. Well, you know, we got a lot going on at the show. Like I said, you know, earlier we're going to be opening up at Friday at noon till 7 o'clock on Friday, then 10 o'clock till 6 o'clock on Sunday, 10 o'clock till 5 o'clock, on, or I mean on Saturday, and then 10 o'clock till 5 o'clock on Sunday. We're going to have two seminar stages. We got guys like Sammy Capelli that's going to be doing a seminar. We got uh, uh, Smokey from uh, the hills of West Virginia coming in to do a seminar. Uh, we got just tons of guys. I don't have it in front of me. I'm sure but, our buddy Tom will be there talking coyote. Oh, yeah. Tom Bechtel will be in there <laughs> talking about coyotes. But Smokey's probably the biggest expert on coyotes. Uh-huh. Smokey's he you know, for, for people that don't know, how big of a problem are coyotes, is, even in our area? In we, there's area, a lot Austin more of them than you know of, simply because they're nocturnal and they're very smart. It's often been said if there's a nuclear holocaust and everything gets wiped out, there'll be two things left, the cockroach and the coyote. <laughs> That's what will be left. I believe They're it. You know, when, when, when Tom really was doing his seminar up there, and sometimes this could even happen in urban areas, suburbs, he said there was this one place in Erie, and they they were cleaning out this uh you know, drainage bin or like a sewer or something. And they found from coyotes, the bones and collars of like 40 dogs in this, mm-hmm. in this den. Yeah. You know, yeah. people's pets, they just grab them, man. They I mean, eat the cats. Prayer. They love cats. You know, and I, I, you know, sometimes, you know, over on South Al- or on uh, Midlothian by the radio station, we're you out there behind Schwabels, you, you know, you, you hear them in that cemetery at night. You could hear them in Lake Park Cemetery at, at night. You know? you know, there's a lot more coyotes than, than, than you imagine, because you don't see them. Yeah. Well, you know what's making a big comeback is bobcats. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We got, got bobcats oh, down yeah. the state. We got a bunch of them down, down in Columbiana County where I hunt. We got, okay, we got people putting deer cameras out with their deer hunters, and they're getting pictures of bobcats now. Where uh, five or ten years ago, we didn't get any. Now we're starting to get pictures of bobcats. Now, over in Pennsylvania, they have more a lot more bobcats than what we have, but we're getting them here now. Well, you know what I think it is, too? And it's because we tore down so many houses. We have torn down so many factories. We have so much more green space than we ever had. Yeah. You know, you're seeing more bears. You're seeing more fox. Mahoning you know. River. Uh, yeah, the Mahoning River. Look at how River. it come back, huh, Ty? There's grass growing in it now. Hey, and you know what? <laughs> the Mahoning River was the most polluted thing that we knew when we were kids. Your parents said, you stay away from there. Don't even wash your hands in there, right? Yeah. Now, that biologist that was down there checking the water told us what, Ty? Eat them. Eat, eat them. Eat them fish. They're eat good. Those fish. I'll get, you know, Tyler, I'll give him credit, too. He was one of the first ones on the new revised, you know, with his canoe. He had a canoe with a, a trolling motor. He that's even took his John boat. When he had his John boat down there. That's a smallmouth bass down there. He's oh, like, yeah. And there's a lot of, too. And musky. There's a lot of musky in there, too. There's a lot of good fishing to be had right there in downtown Youngstown. And right I down went the with street Tyler last here. year. Now, listen, Tyler got Tony and I, and we went over to the Allegheny River. Oh, he took us over there and saying where. Yeah. 
Good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Destin knows. Yeah, Destin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I didn't say any. You, you know, I only told what one guy. I had yeah, a it ends up a hundred. Thing knows exactly where you're talking about. <laughs> but okay. the state of Pennsylvania tells me that the number one water that they have in the state of Pennsylvania for walleyes is where the Allegheny River. They got more reproduction on walleyes in the Allegheny River than any water in the state of Pennsylvania. I'll tell you, I love it. I love it up there. I love the Tyanesta, that whole area, all the way up. Water's to, super it, clean it, up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of smallmouth bass to be caught up there, but there's also a lot of walleyes to be a caught. Pike, flatheads. There's a lot of I caught four small mosquitoes on that day, didn't I? Yeah. I'll tell you, for, for people that like to do the kayak fishing, too, that's really, you know, and that's nice, becoming more popular. You know, you get north of Royal City and all that up in there. That's beautiful. Oh, that's it is. Our, uh, our buddy Butch Likens is uh, famous for doing a three-day float trip. He'll start at the Kinzu Dam and go all oh. the way down to past Oil City. Now, yeah. how much fun is that? You know, you find one of them little islands out there, There's you the throw up a tent, you set up a campfire. You know, I mean, that to me is, is really a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went on with Ty. I was, I was impressed. <laughs> and we caught four nice walleyes. We couldn't keep them. They weren't in season. Hey, Ty, Ty and Destin do pretty good up there. I think they, they, they took a few bucks away from a couple of them tournaments oh, up yeah. there. I think they, they, they did all right. They did all right. But that's a that's a good time. All right, you know what? It's almost no, time wait, to wrap. I, I got to say one thing. Yeah, Sammy is a hell of a walleye fisherman. Yes, he's also a heck of a deer. Oh yeah, yeah. We can't we can't wrap up he's, until we talk a little hey, deer hunting here with have, Sammy Capelli. Uh, we're bringing I'm bringing Rhonda's 180 inches she killed last year. She killed a 157 a year before, and I killed a 183. Then a buck I killed this year. I didn't get scored yet, but it's probably a 160. <laughs> that four or five racks is going to be there. Beautiful rack. You can see them. You can bring your deer head in and get it scored. Mm -hmm. Bring your deer rack in and get it scored. Uh, uh, the big bucks people are going to be there on Saturday and I think Sunday too. But we got lots of great seminars. We got more and more than we ever had. And I can't wait to get and, and I know we've been talking mainly about fishing, but hunting, I'm sure you'll be doing your turkey hunting uh, I'll do a seminar. Yeah, I'll do a turkey hunting and, seminar, uh, yeah. You know, and we do a lot of hunting stuff there. And, you know, we, what, we usually got somebody there with tree stands and that kind of stuff. Oh, and, kind of. You know. You know, we clothing. got a lot of hunting stuff going on this year, which is good. Oh, and you know what? And, and for hunters... And gun people, we always have all our clubs also have all kinds of gun raffles going on, ton too. Of guns off there. Right, yeah. right. And just about every organization, every conservation club, they're usually there with some kind of great raffle. And John's uh, going to be there. Now, he's going to be there, and he's got two great raffles going on, uh, DB Sport Fishing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, if you happen to win that, pitch them uh, – the, the, the bean bag, the bean bag, whole bean bag, whatever yeah, you want to call it. Yeah, if you happen to win that, you're going to go fishing with Tom Bishop from Exterminator Lures, the fabulous fearless <laughs> Fred Woke. Fish, <laughs> yeah. hey, fish fearing women love them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and of course, hey. there's truly. You know what? Tom I got to tell you one funny story though. Casey Malone, I go out on a charter with with her, and she was taping it for the TV show. Yeah. I had one of my worst days fishing. 
I couldn't catch a fish. These guys, the crew and everything, I don't know who they went with. They thought I was just some kind of complete amateur. <laughs> they were like, where did you find this guy? And they, they weren't doing it to bust my balls. They were like serious, yeah. you know? <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, I was just out with John's crew, you know, with those guys and everything. And I'm tearing it up and I'm out with Squiddy and we're, we're having a, oh, yeah, a heck of a time. Fish. And, and, and these, guys, these guys just looked at me like, Casey, where did you find this this they were the wrong guys. Dumb, you know? the wrong <laughs> right, guys. right. And it was just one of those things, you know, it, it just the vibe didn't click. And, you know, it was it was just like and I, I, I walked off of there and I go, these guys don't think that I know how to catch a fish. Well, These guys think I'm some kind of screw up. Boat. Yeah, that's right. You go hey, that's right, man. Put us <laughs> on there with Captain Zach. Put us on there with Big Tony. We'll show you. Yeah, Put us out there with Squiddy, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll show you. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you bet. I said I was. I was gonna say I don't know what what company you work for, man. But when I'm out with DB, I'm doing all right, man. Are, I'm a champ. Are, I'm the are, champ. I'm like Tyler. Are. I'm like Sammy and hey, Destin. We got, man. we got we got a lot of good charter captains on Lake Erie, but I tell you what, you're never gonna find a better company than DB. And I'm gonna tell you that I've been going with him since uh, since he was a young kid. And I've always caught fish with them, and I had a good time. And yeah, got Big Town and Zach are awesome <laughs> guys. They're fun. Yeah, yeah, they're not a bunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, we, we had a blast. You go with some of these captains. All yeah. Here, and all they do is holler at that, That's like when I go with this captain. He's always hollering me. That's all he does. I'm not casting yeah. right. I'm not putting the right thing. I set the hook too late. I didn't set it fast enough. It's like, you know, that you know what? That's funny, though, because and I'm sure it's the same thing with, with Sammy, with Destin, with Tyler. You know, it, it, it's not going out on the boat on a leisurely day and maybe drinking a beer. And I oh, mean, sure it's a, it's, it's, it's serious no, business. Yeah, it's serious it, business. It, it's serious business. There's no, there's no messing around here. You know, we're on a mission and we're going to catch fish and we're going to do things the right way. And, you know, if, well, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you who else was out like that too, that Nick Pravana's Jack. Yeah. And when I fished with him that one year in the United yeah. Way, it was just like, I was in his way. You know what? Oh, I mean, Nick, he, yeah, and I think Sam would be the same way. It's like I got to win this thing, and then you know we'll let you know. I you know, oh, and, and not he that he's a bad guy or anything, and I'm not saying that a well a bad guy or anything, but oh, he was that that focused, and he zeroed in, and I, I'm sure that you are the same way. You're not going to be a national champ if you're not, and it's a totally different mindset in. than a couple of guys going out on an <laughs> afternoon, and hey, maybe we'll get some crappies, and you, you know, I mean, these guys when they fish, and, and I'm sure you know would. With with John and the guys out there too, they're out to catch fish and yeah. they're serious about it, well, man. John's serious about it because he's got people paying money and he wants to make yeah. sure that they get the best crack. They get the best crack at it. Yeah. Now, does that put a little pressure on you guys? Uh, some days when you really got to get out there and get those fish for people, uh, definitely puts the pressure on me. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's more pressure than a tournament, honestly. You know, that's what Dustin always says. Harder than a tournament. It's it's so much harder than tournament. Like yeah, that's right too. Tournament you know? mode is like okay, well, you can blame. It's just you. You know, you're disappointing yourself. You know, <laughs> you're not disappointing a bunch of paying customers. So, uh, so Dustin, how can they get in touch with you if they want to get a uh, a smallmouth guide? Uh, you know, coming up here in the spring and in the Dust summer. Dust on Lake Erie. Yep. Yeah, and so, all artificial. Yes, I only do artificial. Um, and just my name, DestinDemarian.com, and I have my guide stuff on there. Um, you're, you can look me up on there on social media, just Destin Demarian on social, uh, Destin to fish 
on Instagram and Twitter. And they could just call me or shoot me a message and I'll, yeah. I'll do it. You know, Absolutely. same with uh, Captain John. And uh, well, the best thing is, though, yeah, you can get a hold of me and I'll yeah, make sure I'll make sure field report up with you. Absolutely. Sammy's on Facebook. Rick's on yeah. there. Tyler's on there. Dustin's on there. Captain John is on there. So, you know, we're all really easy to find. You go catch big small mouse at Prescott. There's your man. <laughs> you ain't kidding. I'm a big small mouth. Oh, for most of the year, too. Destin stays on him pretty good through yeah, the summer months. All year long. Yeah. I went out two days ago and went through some icebergs just to get out there to see what it looked like. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, these guys are extreme, man. I mean, you yeah. know, these guys, this is, like I say, it's not just, hey, we're going to go sit there and throw a worm, drowning worms. There's no drowning Serious worms involved business. in this. This this hey, we're something. pretty serious when we go fishing, huh, Tyler? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure yeah, it's yeah, good. I mean, we're no, serious. No, yeah, I'm not, Tony, I'm not nobody's more out. serious yeah. than Tony yeah, out Tony there Barragana. on the docks. Hey, you catch one fish, you get the full stick. How deep was he? What color was he in, Tony? Yeah. Tony did. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like, hey, let's go have a beer and we'll sit no, on the thing and maybe we'll. What car are you using? And then it'll end up right next to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then... <laughs> oh that's the best. Then it'll ask the if you have a hole drilled right over hey, there for We were down in Florida, you know, you talk about this. Dominic, you know. Yeah. We're down in Florida and we're down in the Keys fishing. And Tony's down there. Well, we got Tony's girlfriend was there. And Judy and Barbara and Tony's girlfriend, they're out there and we're fishing the Keys, you know. We get into a bunch of big yellowtails and some big mangrove snappers. And them girls were really putting it to them big yellowtails. They're good, you know, and they're catching them in that. Well, Judy had to go up front and do something, and Tony slipped into her spot uh-huh. on the boat. And she says, Tony, I'm going to crack you in the back of this net, in the back of your neck with this pole. I'm going to hit you in the back of your neck. <laughs> Tony I've seen, moved. Uh, Tony moved. <laughs> I've seen Rick a few times too, uh, perch fishing. Tony will be on him in the back of the boat. And next thing you know, uh, Rick adjusts the anchor line and he starts catching him. I know that one. I've seen I that know, one a few I times. I loosen that anchor rope up. I'm on top of it. Yeah, the next thing you know, fish is right underneath the Rick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes, man. Uh, hey, you know, you're, you're talking about fishing in Key West. Now, you have fished from Key West to Alaska. Are you guys doing an Alaska trip this year, or uh, what's you know, the story? I think Mike's gonna. Do, I think Mike's gonna take a few guys up this year. I'm uh-huh. not going. I want to yeah. go to. I want to get something set up and go to Costa Rica. Uh huh. Well, I want. Wow, you you're going somewhere warm. Well, yeah, Judy's tired of that Alaska. She wants to go down to Costa Rica and drink some of them. Yeah, yeah, mojitos yeah, and mai and, tais and rum yeah. punch and yeah. margaritas her, her, her and stuff like Landis that. wife said, "Hey, we want to see some sun." Not, not, not Yukon Jack and some kind of. Yeah, you know, we went the last strong one, beer. one time. We went for a whole ten days, never seen the sun, not once. Oh wow! You know, and what were you getting out there? Big flounders. Yeah, or halibut, 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 halibut. Oh, yeah, halibut yeah, 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 salmon yeah. Is what yeah. We, we target there. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 fun. It's really fun. Good I've times. been there 12 times. Wow. Good so now times. it's time to go somewhere else. Okay, Costa Rica. Yeah. Me and Ty still got to get up there to Alaska. Well, when we're, I decide to go again, out. we'll fix you up. That sounds like a good good yeah. thing. Hey, you know what? It's almost time to wrap it up. Why don't we just go around with everybody and talk about maybe a couple of your 
favorite fish that you caught or memorable fish? And uh, maybe we'll start with Destin. How about you? Is there one that just comes in your mind or, you know, a couple of them that were just like up there in your top, even your top five or whatever? Yeah, I'd say the most recent was at the team championship. And I, I know Tyler shares this memory. The first day, I don't know, it was probably about three quarters of the way through the day. And, and I set up and I was like, man, this looks like the, this is promising. You know, I, it looks like there's some good fish over on this, this area. So I bombed a cast out there. I was dragging back my Carolina rig and it just kind of stopped. And it, I just let it go. And I felt it just pulling a little bit. And I reared back on this thing. And it just all heck broke loose and uh we we were uh definitely running around the boat and um had a couple times i had to i just thumbed the spool because it was just pulling so hard near the boat and when this thing came up i'd never heard tyler so surprised and stunned in his life because he'd never seen a bass that big no, not like ever. that it looked like a carp yeah i mean he said the biggest one he's caught largemouth is a six and a half so i promised him before the trip that he would see one you know, bigger than that. And and we saw a few of them and we both were pretty shocked when that eight, seven came up and, and we were, we were pretty excited eight, about that one. How about that? Mm -hmm. How about that, man? Boy, that, that Leesburg is a place. Yeah. These guys, man, that, that, that was an awesome time for me just to be down there. And, uh, and you know what? I almost didn't make it either. I get down there, you know, my sole purpose was to, to go out and see these guys, but I was staying down in Clearwater. And I get there, I get off the plane, I go to the car rental place. They said, I'm sorry, sir, your driver's license expired yesterday. Oh, I remember and you we can't me. give you a car. And my son that lives down there, he couldn't get a car. And my daughter had to go to work. And now I'm down there and I'm and it was so far from Tampa, it's like two and a half hours. Yeah. So you couldn't get an Uber, there was no bus. There was no nothing. I'm just sitting there sweating it. And finally, my daughter made some arrangements. But I'll tell you, if I didn't make it up there to see these guys at the oh, weigh-in yeah. and stuff, I would have been highly disappointed. Oh, you wasn't kicking yourself. And these guys just did an awesome job. How about yeah. you, Captain uh, Captain John? How about you? What's one of your favorite re uh, fish that you always remember? Uh, well, actually, I'll rewind this back to, uh, I think it was July of 2012, uh, when... Uh, we uh, actually, it was on my boat. I was there uh, when we, we successfully landed the state record brown trout. Uh, that was out of Geneva State Park, uh, 14 pounds, six and some change, if I remember, six, seven, five or whatever it was uh, on, a, on a spoon off a downrigger. It was, a, it was actually the last ride still in the water after a full day limit of walleye with the Campbell brothers, uh, been fishing with me for a long time. I'll never forget it when that rod snapped off and it was on its way up. And uh, actually, the way it fought, I figured it was a king salmon, to be be honest with you. But when that came up and hit the top of the water, and uh, we netted that thing. It uh, was the first thing I said, who's got cell service to find out what the state record brown is? Because I knew it had to be it. They were dang close to it. And it was. That, that was that's a pretty... Uh, Pretty big thing is going to always be set in my heart, you know, uh, and, and great clients that I caught it with. And, you know, uh, it's still uh, we got uh, replicas of it and it, it's still on our on our walls today. Oh, that is awesome. So you're a state record holder, huh? Very impressive. I, I mean, I didn't personally catch it, but it was caught on my boat. I was there. And, and yeah, yeah, it was yeah. A very memorable day. Uh, I, 
I don't know. <laughs> it was caught on a Sunday, so no, no uh, uh, wildlife uh, department was open. So we uh, filled the cooler with water just to, to try to keep it uh, uh, floating best we could and ran it to Trumbull Meat Locker down south on 534. They had a, a legal scale, and uh, uh, we I'll never forget that, walking into their meat department, flopping that baby right up on their scale to get legal readings of it to make it uh, legit and it still even held the next day when uh, the state guys were in the office and and went through and and did everything they had to do to make it uh, legit oh that is awesome how about you rick give me a good fish well you know over the years you know i've been in this business for 50 years and i've had some great great times and great experiences but since sam's here i'm gonna just give you a little a little tidbit that happened to me <laughs> okay you know all my life i've been fishing lake erie and all my life i heard that you can't catch female walleyes during the spawn and all of us believe that we were fed that and fed that and fed that so me and dorsey Egan, and you know dorsey Egan, yep him and i meet sam up there at catawba the walleyes are spawning and you could go catch all the jacks you want you know, 15, uh, 22 inches. We go with Sam. He says, we're not going to fish for them jacks. I said, Sam, you go right over there along the shore. There's all kinds. We ain't going there. So we go out, and he sets his boat up. And we caught a limit of walleyes that day. 18 walleyes. And the smallest was five and a half pounds. And the biggest was 12 and a half pounds. Oh, man. And they were all females. How about that? <laughs> now I learned something and he taught me something. He says, you can't go catch males. You can't go where the males are and catch big females. Cause they won't go over there. And the reason is, is they're just like the bucks rutting. Uh -huh. Those will go hide from the box because yeah. the, the bucks will drive them crazy. The female walleyes are the same way. They won't go near them males until they're ready to drop their red. Wow. You know, and I learned that, and that was a big, that was the greatest walleye day I ever had on Lake Erie. <laughs> All right, Sammy, your turn. <laughs> I got so many of them. Yeah. Um, probably the most recent was uh, Spring Valley last year. Um, day two of the tournament was more, minus four degrees. Wind was blowing like 40, so it was probably 30 below zero. Um, we were sitting in 10th place after day one, and uh, we ran down to our spot. I told my teammate, you got to drive the boat. Because by the time we got there, you know, 10 miles down the river, my hands were froze and I couldn't set everything up. So he drove the boat. Anyways, we get there and it was so cold out that when we catch a fish, we'd have to put the rod in the water to melt the ice off the ice oh. so we could reel it in. And most of the time we couldn't even reel it in because the line was froze to the ice. I mean, we were spraying like um, sawguy sauce on it and all kind of stuff on the line to try to keep it from freezing. We were handlining fishing, yeah, but... The last, the last fish of the day, I, I told Tony, our big fish spot, um, we couldn't fish it. There was four footers in there. And I'm like, we got to try to make one one pass. We need one kicker fish. So we went down and set up and uh, start making a pass. And he was on the good side of the boat towards shore. You know, that's usually where they're at. And uh, he goes, I got one. And I looked over and go, Tony, that's a big fish. And he goes, I don't think it's that big. You know, and he's just giving <laughs> yeah, it across the top of the water. Yeah. I'm like, Tony, I know my rods. That's a big fish. And anyways, I'm like, just keep it coming. He water skied it in and it was um, like a three pound, 10 ounce saw guy. 
and uh, we won the tournament off that. So that oh, fish that's was awesome. Like yeah. 20 some thousand dollar fish. But <laughs> seeing that thing come up, I could see his mouth open with a little, yeah, little crankbait thousand, in his mouth. Man. And I'm like, there's no way we're getting this. And yeah. I just like, keep them coming. But won the tournament. 20 grand. Off. All right, Ty. Interesting. Just like Sammy, I have like 30 that come to mind. But most recently, it was probably that muskie I just caught through the ice this past week. I know I'm probably not going to forget it for a long time. I, was just fishing the bottom with a blade bait for walleye and saw a huge mark come in with a fork tail, perfect fork tail. And I reeled up to him and popped it once and he hit it and fought him for about 15, 20 minutes. And then got it through a six inch hole too, which everybody <laughs> said that you can't land big fish through a six inch hole, but that was impressive. Almost 40 inch muskie through there. So I know the, I won't the, forget it, but the, I mean, the, the fish color in that caught, fish was real nice. Yeah, too. it was pretty. Oh, they're beautiful. In I'd, the I'd yeah. say, I'd say one of mine that it just pops into my head. Me and Tyler were fishing out at uh, Evans. And, we, you know, we're in a fight. We're always in a fight. Okay. <laughs> we're always in a fight. And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. He goes, yeah. okay, go ahead. Take one more cast. And we're right on the edge of the dam. And I, I just make a cast. Next thing you know, first five pounder, first five pound largemouth I ever caught. Yeah. And it was just like after we were, we were just sitting there, I'm going, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, yeah. Deal, huh? yeah. He didn't want to cast where I told him to <laughs> yeah, cast. Yeah. Uh, the first deal. cast. He said he was snagged at first, too. <laughs> that really peed him off. He got snagged. And, no, and, he thought he was snagged. But he yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that made a day. And then that one six-pound smallmouth on Erie, too. That was another another good one. Those things are just wild. Oh, and we won that's that it. tournament. That's Remember it. we won that that's one it. tournament? What's the biggest smallmouth you ever caught on Lake Erie? 7-2. Seven, 7-2, seven, Jesus. I did God. catch one about seven in a tournament, too. That was another memorable one um, up in Buffalo. My buddy and I were fishing uh, Douglas Big. Douglas Rod Big Money Open. Yeah, we had the, the all-time record for biggest bag up there. Yeah, um, we had 29 fives, so we, we were calling fives all day, just beaming them like we caught so many five pounders. And at the end of the day, I see this one giant mark over way, way off by a boulder. I said, Andy, that that's like a seven pounder. And I just chuck way the heck over there. It's windy. You know, we're just crashing. I pick up. And I just slightly leave it there. And I just keep feeding it line. Just leave it there. I'm like, he ate it. <laughs> This gigantic blob comes crashing out of the water. I'm like, oh my gosh. He's like, that's a seven, dude. That's a seven. We get it close to the boat and he just bear hugs this thing and we're just celebrating. And I'm like, all right, let's go in. <laughs> we did not win big fish with that seven pounder. Someone had a seven, three, or four. They won big fish, but we won the tournament by like two or three pounds. Oh, that's awesome. There well, was, guys, oh, there were some uh, people celebrating a 27-pound bag up there, and uh, they got the news broken <laughs> to them that they were losing by two pounds to somebody yeah. already. Yeah, can you imagine that? You come in there with a 27-pound bag with five fish. You think you got that thing Oh, you think like the haze in the yeah. barn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And all of a sudden, here comes a 29-pound yeah. sack. Yeah, you think the haze in the barn, huh? That's like a five-pound average. Think about that. Uh, it's almost a six. Six, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we had like three six to seven-pound fish. That oh, that's right amazing. Around. 
Well, listen, guys, it's time to wrap things up. And I want to take, uh, thank you guys for, uh, oh, thank you, for, for taking us or taking some time to come out here, man. We definitely had an all-star lineup, Destin Demarion, Bass Pro, Captain John Gribble, and we'll be seeing him this weekend at the Fish and Field Hunting yeah. and Fishing yeah, Show. The one and only Sammy Capelli, National Walleye Champ, Rick Henniger from Fish and Field Report, my son Tyler. And uh, I'll tell you what, guys, it's uh, just great to sit here and talk fishing. Yeah, and I, I hope I, everybody I, enjoyed it I really today. appreciate all you guys coming on and giving us a little plug for the show, too. I, I, I really sincerely mean that. Judy and I really appreciate it. Are you paying us in check or cash? How are we doing <laughs> yeah. this? Where are we doing I'll the payout? Where's the payout? Where's the payout? I, mean, I, was, Where's the payout? I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, guys, thank you. And uh, like I say on this show today, you saw some of the top fishermen in our area, hands down. And uh, we're just getting you ready for uh, for this coming season. So, uh, everybody, thanks again for coming out. Joe Danier, uh, our producer extraordinaire. Thank you, Joe. And we'll be back next week here from the Youngstown studio. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. All right. Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. This is original Youngstown content. Feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook. Thank you for your support.